right. Hey, hey, welcome back. Uh, this is Rabbit Hole Research. I am your host, Kevin Maurer. Uh, in this episode, I'd, uh, I'm going to be sharing some interesting info about the shooting festivals and, uh, and the Fechtschulen of the 15th, 16th, 17th centuries in Germany, Holy Roman Empire. And uh, we'll just get right into it. A lot of these uh, events were often held in conjunction with each other, shooting festivals with actual firearms and crossbow and there were also these Fechtschulen held and um, we see from historical research that the city councils the town councils often used these particular events to entertain the public so a lot of this was meant as a form of entertainment to the masses and uh, surely they must have had a good reason to do this whether for economical reasons or some type of control over the people or perhaps even as a reward for their obedience maintaining order, who knows. Entertainment was important to them as it is now. Um, a few examples of some early entertainment that town councils used, I've discovered through research. Say it was the 1440s, some type of, uh, some time during a religious festival, um, holiday festival. The town council gathered all the blind men together into the city and there they had constructed a, a, uh, a ring, probably a large ring, and spectators out around. And they gave each one of these blind men a Morgenstern, which would be a, a large baseball bat-shaped piece of wood club. And through the end of it, they had long steel spikes, this Morgenstern. And they uh, let a pig loose in amongst these blind men and told them whoever killed that pig could have that for their for their feast it was probably meant a lot of meat it was probably a valuable thing and so that was entertainment i guess in in some respects the blind men apparently whacking at each other at the pig at the, what they thought was the pig and they're hitting each other and i guess uh that was humorous. They consider, the people considered that humorous until, until the article goes on to say the blind men quickly figured out uh, what was going on, and then they just searched around. They just felt around with this long Morgenstern until they could feel the pig and make sure it wasn't another blind man, you know. And then apparently somebody got the pig. So entertainment in the 1440s in a German city. Um, in that same city... Uh, sometime also around the 1440s, uh, there was a uh, another form of entertainment um, known as the Katzenritter, so the cat knight. They would uh, capture a wild cat and tie this to a post, and uh, any and all comers were welcome to bite the cat dead, kill the cat by only biting it. You couldn't use your hands, you couldn't use a sword, you couldn't use a shield. And whoever was successful at killing that cat by biting it to death and didn't lose half of their face in the process, that person was given the title of Katzenritter. And apparently that meant something to these uh, presumably non-noble people. Um, yeah, entertainment, 1440s style in some German cities. Again, that was come up with by the city councils, town councils, and um, we know the public enjoyed entertainment 
and was put on by those councils. It was strictly regulated, though. Um, they meant to maintain order, and oftentimes they would charge entrance fees. So there was a good source of revenue for them then. Uh, good revenue there, and lavish prizes were offered in a lot of these festivals, these shooting festivals, and these fechtschulen. Folks would come from far and wide to attend, and they were highly regulated, a lot of rules, regulations, forbidden things, and uh, even certain uh, prizes weren't, weren't given to the foreign attendees. The locals could win certain prizes, and and whatnot. I think all of this harkens back to the times of the nightly tournaments where the average citizen really couldn't participate or maybe even spectate. But with the changes in the freedoms granted uh, to many, things started to change. So what were these shooting festivals and, and what were the Fechtschulen? So briefly, the Fechtschulen um, seemed to have been held in many ways for many reasons. They were primarily competitive fencing events that took place for entertainment of the masses uh, of the public and were often included in royal celebrations, weddings, baptisms, just announcements of birth of a powerful noble or really any time a noble or powerful clergy member desired. They would have um, a large festival. Um, still, other, other fechtschulen took place in a city plaza, you know, ringed off in the sand. Um, sometimes a specially constructed uh, uh, ring was built. Uh, sometimes they even had fencing halls, regular buildings with bleacher seating in there. We know from research that the Fechtschulen were also used to certify fencers to the rank of Freifechter and um, also avowed masters and, of course, officially approved masters of the longsword, of which I'm going to speak more about in... Uh, in another episode, we won't get too deep into that. The fencing guilds, there were two, Mark Spruder and Federfechter, and I'll include those in another in another episode. Um, so other times, these Fechtschulen were included in the great shooting festivals that ran uh, beginning in the early 15th century onwards uh, with the advent of firearms and the availability of these firearms. So I want to talk a bit about these shooting festivals now. They were very popular with nobles and non-nobles, trades guild members, even the peasants. These folks would gather to shoot at targets, and the winners would win expensive prizes. Uh, sometimes would be fine English cloth or gold and silver goblets or other lavish tableware. Typically, their target was uh, known as the popinjay. It was a wooden bird placed atop a column or tower, and the amount of shots taken at are clearly defined. Um, placement of the round on target uh, would dictate the winner. Um, sometimes it would be to shoot pieces off of that bird. A large piece that the larger the piece that flew off of this wooden bird uh, would win you prizes. A lot of times they would paint the bird different colors, and the different colors indicated uh, different levels of prizes. So. Um, there were many specific rules about the firearms as well, the weight of the ball being fired, um, what type of weapon could be used, whether the stock was crooked or straight, how it was fired, uh, it, it couldn't be shouldered, or the, the, the shooter couldn't use a strap. Uh, so there were rules governing this whole thing, trying to make it fair, what type of sights that could be used even is talked about in several 
articles I've discovered. Uh, so we see these rules were sought to make for an even or play, uh, fair playing field, as it were. And then eventually the rifled barrels uh, uh, began to uh, began to appear on the scene, I guess, in the 1600s. And then that changed that changed everything. Obviously, rifling in a barrel increases the accuracy of the of the of the round being fired, and uh, that changed everything then here. So in addition to those shooting festivals with weapons, the, the ever-popular crossbow festival, uh, they ran concurrent with these, with these other uh, events and celebrations. The crossbow was favored for many years early on, um, and even after the introduction of firearms, crossbow shooting was, was considered a... Uh, an honorable knightly noble weapon I guess and and many times the crossbows would get to shoot first that that's what came first in a in a in a large uh, festival with there was crossbow shooting there was firearm shooting then there was effectual and or whatnot so the prizes for the crossbows were were greater than the uh, than the firearms uh, prizes so a lot of these uh, larger festivals where the shooting events took place um, were very festive probably a lot of uh, a lot of drinking a lot of music and a lot of dance people were letting their hair down I would imagine um, and they included uh, the German word is Pritschmeister so Pritschmeister would would be what, uh, what, what, what what we would call a master of ceremonies today the MC and so for the the great big festivals maybe four or five or more of these of these guys were uh, were hired and oftentimes they weren't just taken from the local city maybe they would be sent for the famous ones they would send for to Nuremberg or Augsburg or wherever else in the country these folks happened to be wandering and um, it was a very ancient vocation the Pritschmeister the, the master of ceremonies it was a ancient vocation and uh, at the same time that the fantastic city tournaments of the young patricians were transformed into these useful shooting exercises of the martial citizen, uh, the tomfoolery had changed into a peaceful civic occupation, um, and that retained something of the duties of the old herald, or sort of like an old festive jesting of the of a roving fool. So a pritchmeister would have been more of an old combination of, the, of an old herald. And, uh, and, a, and a roving fool and uh, they were good improvisationalists and they would uh, be loud and boisterous and catch your attention and um, they knew all the regulations it was I guess it was their job their their trade they would search keep their ears to the ground and listen for the next uh, festival being held all over the uh, all over Germany and they would travel then coming from afar they knew how to deal with the princes and the strict counselors. They knew how much money to charge. Um, but they only earned a modest trade. Some say they did it just for, for the drink and the merriment. They must have been very interesting um, people. And uh, they knew all about this stuff. So if they were gifted orders, and they would uh, cap capture the public's attention so they were also a form of entertainment in and of themselves uh, they carried around a type of whacking stick the fool's stick and they would use that to amuse the onlookers whacking over the backs 
both nobles and non-nobles alike. It's said that they were uh, free from any type of punishment for striking a Junker class noble or, or an aristocrat um, in jest, probably not to hurt them, but in jest. And I, I suspect that they knew which noble they could strike and which, which noble they would, uh, they would not want to strike. So uh, it's interesting that the the environment that that probably existed at these large festivals. I can tell you a story recently. I attended a Renaissance fair here in Dallas. It's called the Scarborough Fair, and um, I don't often attend these, but I took the wife and and son to one for for a fun afternoon. And um, while I was there watching the entertainment, it reminded me of things that I had researched and studied and read it put me in the same mind frame that that these entertainers at this Scarborough Fair this modern Renaissance Fair were using humor they were incorporating the crowd they were jesting and poking fun at people walking by and there were magic shows and sword swallowing and and just all types of crazy stuff and it's fun and it really takes you back in time you think this has been going on for several hundred years um, something similar to to what we study here and, and you know the more I read about it you can you can see further examples of, of uh, what took place in the 14th and 15th century um, starting the festivities the morning of that festival the Pritchmeister the city band would go through the streets calling the strangers uh, to the meeting at the at the shooting grounds and um, you definitely see that at the Scarborough Fair and these other and these other Renfest, it's a, it's a rather interesting uh, parallel um, that exists there. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun. And uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more now about the Fechtulen, uh what they were and what they weren't, because they were often held in conjunction with these shooting events. And these were for entertainment, but there was uh, it was definitely blood sport involved. There were two types, wet and dry types of fechtulen, the dry bouting meant no blood was drawn, and the wet, the wet bouting obviously meant that the uh, highest bleeding head wound was the win. So there's many, many, many um, articles out there online about uh, the fechtulen, what they were and what they weren't. Um, I'll just give brief summations here, and we'll have other episodes that talk specifically about the fechtulen and all the details I've been able to gather uh, over the last couple years. That's some very interesting stuff. And um, there were prizes involved in that. Generally, there was gold, uh, gold coins handed out for the winner, and um, probably large feasts afterwards. And there was honor to be earned. Ehrenfechten, fencing for the honor's worth. You, you would definitely want your trade guild to think highly of you. Word would get back to them that you... Um, performed well at this fencing event and so it wasn't just entertainment of sorts yet there was entertainment involved and there were a lot of rules and ordinances um, that went with the fechtul and from the city councils we see some of them admonishing and uh, and uh, threatening punishment and fine on spectators as well as the fencers alike for uh, breaking these particular rules there's several good uh, articles out there that, that detail events held in Nuremberg 
um, where the city council had to get involved and, and try to put a stop to what we would call smack talking. You know, you're talking smack about your your opponent or his guild, and that would create ire. You don't want two guys, uh, two people fighting against each other with swords, obviously not sharp. They were blunted steel swords, still capable of, of lethal use, but you wouldn't want uh, somebody that had enmity or or envy or anger or ire against each other. Those 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 people were forbidden from fencing. So we see a lot of people must have been drunk in the crowds, uh, screaming and 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 uh, encouraging someone to hurt someone else or whatnot. You can only imagine a bloodlust. You go to an MMA fight, UFC or or any boxing matches. What we've seen, you see a lot of. Uh, you see the people are there to see to see blood they want to see somebody get beat up I mean I don't know it's just part of uh, part of life some people are are entertained by that some are not I understand that I happen to like it myself but uh, it's interesting to read that that existed hundreds of years ago and that the town councils would create laws to uh, to create rules threatening threatening specific fines to to try to stop that and curtail that um, within these events. And yet through it all we see uh, that there were a list of forbidden techniques uh, that were strictly forbidden by the fencers. Um, these included no thrusting with the longsword, uh, no striking to the groin, um, not specifically targeting the hands there was no running in grappling and throwing to the ground like you would do in in actual combat no eye uh, stabbing to the eyes thrusting to the eyes these fencers were unarmored they were you know clearly just wearing their normal clothes jerkin maybe a leather vest um, light gloves if that and uh, really no head protection so there were a lot of forbidden techniques that uh, tried to prevent some of the more dangerous uh, strikes and thrusts to the body. We still see death uh, occurred through um, the later years, 17th century. We see the rapier, uh, that single-hand weapon system, being used in these in these events, and a lot of the deaths resulted from that accidental thrust to the eye or an accidental thrust to uh, an artery in a, a femoral artery in the leg or or somewhat we, we we read about that but not so much from the uh, typical uh, factual and weapons the long sword the duzak the other staff probably uh, caused great damage you can't really fight with that in a in a non-lethal way it's a very difficult weapon to control and uh, and whatnot so we do we do see that there were there was an attempt to take the war out of the war arts in these in these events and keep people safe but it must have served as great entertainment uh, to the masses and uh, provided the fencer with the opportunity to earn some honor I'm going to definitely talk more about the Fechtschulen and probably include even more information about the shooting festivals there's a lot of there's a lot more information I have available there and I want to I want to put that out here and share that the um, different types of running events, stone tossing events, uh, these things. It was a, just a great festive time 
and included a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of martial activities um, that we see. So we're going to wrap this up at 20 minutes here. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, this episode. and uh, hope you've learned a little bit here. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in and checking us out. Um, again, this is Rabbit Hole Research, and I am your host, Kevin Maurer. We will, uh, we will catch you again sometime soon. Thank you.